it's funny. Um, <laughs> at the same time, Martin, I think it's uh, afraid of robots. Well, when we, when we all get sold out to Skynet, we'll know who to blame. <clears throat> right? When, 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 you know, when Skynet uh, becomes self-aware, I'm going to be the first Especially servant. when the revolution comes. I'm, 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 I'm going to be the first servant and I'm going to be living in luxury while you are not going to be living. It's as simple <laughs> as that. Yeah, I think, I think I'm, we're just going to have to you know, arrange to remove you beforehand then. <clears throat> Anyway, um, anyway, so yes, uh, for those of you joining us on that rather uh, bizarre piece of banter, um, uh, welcome to uh, another episode of Writerings. So I've lost track of what number one. It could be nine, it could be ten, it could be something even further down the line. I... I've lost. I, I think I'm going to number it 100 just for the heck of it, or 99. Yeah, why just not? Just to mess with people. Age is just a number anyway. Yeah. Numbers sure. are just a number as well, so who's counting? Letters are just numbers and nothing makes sense anymore. Welcome mm. to Right Rings. Yes, note. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, welcome to Writer Rings, the podcast where we talk about, occasionally talk about writing. Um, and, Sometimes uh, robot overlords as well. That's, you know, some of us write science fiction. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, my name is uh, Greg, I think. Last I checked. <laughs> and I'm Martin. And tonight we have a very special guest with us, uh, Jennifer Colvin. Hello. Say Yep, that's you. That's your cue to say hello. <laughs> hello. I actually like your um, nickname on the Discord better, Seeker of Truths. That's. Can we call you Seeker from now on? <laughs> if you feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then we start. Then we start getting into trouble with Bioware over their whole Dragon Age thing. You know, I don't know if anyone's familiar there, but you know, might be treading on some toes. <clears throat> Well, we are not making money off of it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think, last I checked, do you? Do you get paid for this? Well... <laughs> no. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if anybody out there does want to pay us for this, it would be appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just say it. Just say it. We are, we are anyway. taking on the, the industry and we, are, uh, we look forward to the copyright infringement lawsuits. As long as we get the monies. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta be worth it in the long run. Anyway, um, we yes. have a lovely guest and we should we let do. her speak. Um, Might be an idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so why don't we start with, you know, the basics? Who are you? Yes. Where are you from? What do you do? Um, well, my name is Jennifer. Um, my degree is in journalism um, from Brockport, um, the State University of New York. Um, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. I've always been a huge reader. 
um, since elementary school. And um, I've always been very passionate about writing. And... And? So, um, I've always been writing mainly short stories um, when I was younger. Um, I didn't get into writing, like, longer works until college. Um, I write mainly fantasy. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I, I, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. <laughs> that's cool. That's don't, cool. Just, I'm just kind of just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> we haven't either, so. <laughs> I'm like, we I was more organized in my head. In my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to say things and the words are going to come out right. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's this, entire was this entire operation was more organized in our heads as well. And then we started doing this like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, who am I? I don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that a lot as well. Right? There's, there's that um, uh, really great uh, writing meme that, uh, you know, two panels um, or, or whatever. It's like uh, in the shower, constructing beautiful sentences and rolling scenes. <laughs> and all that oh, stuff. yeah. And then sit down and what are birds? <laughs> oh, the other one I know that is... Meme. The other one is, of course, when you're actually writing, you know, crafting beautiful lines of mass- excellent descriptions and beautiful prose and the most amazing dialogue. And then when you're not writing, you just stumble over everything. Right? <laughs> Indeed. So. Yeah. Yes, back on track. If yeah. you have a track. Is there a track? <laughs> so, anyway. Um, is there anything else, Greg, that you wanted to ask us the introductory stuff before we get yes. down? Yes, I'm. I'm looking at uh, uh, your uh, Twitter bio, um, and I can see that you are an eclectic pagan and a vampire yes, I fan. Am. I am a um, huge vampire fan. I know what a vampire is. Um, <laughs> that doesn't uh, help. Um, but uh, even if you can't pronounce it properly. What do you mean by eclectic pagan? What what's wrong with vampire? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, eclect- I, 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 sorry, I was uh, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> um, pretty much means I believe in multiple gods. Um, and I worship nature. Okay, sounds cool. Yes. That that kind of gives an explanation why you're writing fantasy and not science fiction. It's I'm I'm guessing it's easier to to put this kind of uh, worldview into into a fantasy setting as opposed to oh yes definitely know, spaceships um, <laughs> fairly low um, percentage of nature to be found in va- vacuum in space. I'm told. Well, you're not wrong. <clears throat> well, actually, it just so happens, I, I, I think I, it could be a tentative link, but that could actually be a sort of link into the kind of topics we wanted to, to talk to Jen about today. Yeah. Um, which would be, uh, that'd be a nice-ish link to um, 
Ben, you say uh, you said um, um, on Twitter quite a lot that you write. Um, uh, what was the word? What was the phrase? Own voices. Yes. And you're part of that community. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what Own Voices actually is and um, you know, why, why it means uh, what it means to you? All right. So pretty much what Own Voices is, um, is when marginalized writers um, are writing in their own voice about um, characters of their marginalized communities. Um, in my case, um, I am demisexual. That means um, I fall in the gray um, asexual spectrum, um, and I don't experience um, sexual attraction um, unless a emotional connection um, is formed first. So when I say own voices, in that case, um, I have main characters who are demisexual. Um, and I also am Filipino-American, um, and I have main characters um, and side characters as well who are also Filipino-American. So I'm very passionate about own voices. I'm glad that um, like non-marginalized writers are being more diverse, um, and I'm very appreciative of that. But I feel like own voices... Um, really captures more nuance um really you're able to talk about your experiences through your characters and i feel like it gives you a lot more insight um and a lot more depth than you would get from someone who's not of a marginalized community writing about um a lot more authenticity i'd say yes yes that's the word i was looking for as well (laughs) Uh, awesome. Anything to uh, to uh, offer, Greg? Anything you want to ask about that? Yes, um, actually, uh, because um, for one thing, I think uh, this podcast is uh, is on record for supporting um, marginalized writers um, mm-hmm. in any kind of community, um, and uh, what what really. Uh, fascinates me about this kind of approach to writing is um, like Martin mentioned you give uh, uh, a much higher um, level of on this uh, that word that I can't pronounce right now authenticity um, yeah that thank you um, uh, at the same time um, what do you think is like your primary audience, I'm guessing, is, or I presume, is is the community that you are from. Um, how much do you think um, others outside this community can appreciate or even understand um, the the kind of themes and the kind of subtext um, that you put in put in the work? Well, I hope that it would make people more sensitive and more aware of our experiences um that is like i write you know to um for my communities like i want filipino americans to feel represented and i want um demisexual people to feel represented i want queer um just in general the community feel represented because i have a lot of queer characters um 
But I think it's also important that um, non-marginalized communities um, have this opportunity to see from our perspective. And I feel like it'll make them hopefully more sensitive and more willing to um, to work with us on certain issues. Mm-hmm. And um, and this this might be kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, given the the obviously you are in the U.S., so yes. um, it's it's even more um, um, emphasized and articulated there. But um, but it's 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 happening all over the world, um, and uh, there is a there is an increased awareness and uh, an increased uh, spotlight on on marginalized communities and uh, and all kinds of own voices, uh, not just in writing but but ev- everywhere. Um, yes. Do you think or or do you experience um, this kind of uh, attention? Um, benefiting what you're doing, hindering what you're doing. Um, what's what's the the kind of the publishing landscape or the or the awareness landscape of uh, of of the work that you're doing? Um. Hmm. <clears throat> so, like. Are publishers um, more inclined to take on, or agents more inclined to take on, um, uh, people writing for very specific communities and uh, uh, subcultures, or do you think it's kind of uh, uh, people are, are still trying to play it safe, and it's more like uh, uh, a word of mouth and a curiosity? Um, stemming from this attention or how, how it, did it change at all um because i'm guessing you didn't uh, start um uh, a year or two ago and, uh, to to immerse yourself with this purpose so um um did it change at all of late I've, or i've seen it i feel like we are getting um more diverse writers um but I don't feel like I feel like there's still a lot more work to be done from what I've seen um I've seen a lot of marginalized writers talk about like oh um there's already we already have an Asian you know what I mean Uh, that type of reaction um, from publishing yeah, like companies. Ch- checking boxes. Yeah, we have an Asian, yeah. we have a, a Latina, <laughs> um, we have a XYZ. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, from. There's still from a lot of barriers. Like, absolutely. Uh, from a lot of the, um, the writers that uh, I've. Um, I've followed and I, I, I interact with. I've I've seen as well that there's there's still um, a lot of uh, certainly the more traditional publishing houses that they don't actively um, you know, move away from um, these sort of these sort of stories, but they seem a lot more reluctant or quietly reluctant to actually take them on. 
Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's it's tragic, really, because uh, it, having having these uh, these sort of own voices stories out in the world, it not only is it great for the people that um, for uh, they're kind of aimed at from these marginalized communities um, to see themselves represented. It's also great for people who aren't part of those marginalized communities to uh, to actually see this. The, the, uh, see these sort of stories written from the point of view that they're written about and it, it can be educational for them they can actually learn things about those communities that they might not have learned uh, another way that's exactly oh thank god I thought oh. I was just talking crap there for a minute <laughs> oh no you're oh. spot on yeah on the on the other hand, um, there is the other part of the equation is that uh, because you're writing fiction, it's uh, and it's a it's a great segue. Look at me, I'm I'm doing great segues um, into the in, into the next kind of uh, part that uh, I wanted to ask about is what's your process and how conscious are you about um, putting all these kind of perspectives and all these kind of uh, at the end of the day morals um into your stories because when when the reader encounters a book um on the uh in in a bookstore um is it better to kind of have this as a sub subtext and let them you know learn and discover or put it front and center and market market the book with you know, you you can learn about this and that, or you can be more aware of this and that. And how much is that diluted with the fact that it's fiction? So how do you separate, especially with a with a culture or with a with a, a sensibility that you are absolutely not familiar with? Um, how do you separate fiction from from actual things that that are true? If you are if for you, like for me as a as a white guy, um, a lot of the sensibility is lost on me simply because I'm a white guy. How do I, you know, um, what? How do I know what to take away and what's real, what isn't? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um... Glad somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard question. Um... because it's like there's no i don't think there's a there's a a, a, a right answer for this and i, I don't think yeah. there is there is like um a, a good way or a bad way of doing it it's just um um i as a reader probably like i was uh, i enjoyed uh, black panther tremendously Oh yes, yeah. Ninety percent of that movie went straight over my head because I'm not part of that culture. I don't get those yeah. references. It was still a hell of a movie, um, but like, um, that's that's actually a, a great mm, example. Um, Black Panther is that uh, it was so. Uh, like um, so um, fused with the with the um, 
with the culture, culture. and the, and yeah and the, and the sensibility that it kind of shown through everything else and i like i i didn't need to um think about that um this is because of that that's just because of the other thing it's it's just worked on every layer and uh i could get i could get the subtext from from the from the uh from the main spectacle um it's just it's interesting to me how do you view like how do you approach something like this and uh yeah we can start with uh, how do you what's your writing process which is a writing fun, you know st- standard question yeah. um but it's a it's a gateway thing to um to kind of getting to other topics okay well my writing process is i always start with characters first because to me the real heart of the story the one thing that readers will always take away um is how they felt about these characters and their experiences so i focus a lot on character driven um narratives um my process is i handwrite first as well um I love that that helps love me that. get my thoughts out um so my first drafts are always handwritten. Mm-hmm. Just because you know you are you are a millennial can't write by hand that doesn't mean everybody is Martin. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, I just say uh, just the the concept of writing an entire story by hand just it hurts my brain just thinking about it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> What kind of person having to type it up after? No, it actually gets me thinking a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'll try and put down as much as I can um, handwritten first. But then I'll try and I have to fill in the blanks um, and try to organize things as I'm typing it up. Yeah, it that, that double approach works really well, I, I found as well. So have have you have you ever tried um, writing like uh, digital handwriting? Digital handwriting? Uh, digital, like um, writing on the tablet with a with a stylus or or something. Um, so oh no, it, I never it, tried it, that before. It kind of collates um, the two together. Um, I'm I'm experimenting with it now because I too um, write longhand uh, cool. as much as I can. Um, because it's a very different creative process in your brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I'm also lazy, so <laughs> uh, so uh, being able to you know write longhand and then just with two clicks convert it into text that's uh, the best so of both words. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like um, Stephen King said that he, or oh, he also writes longhand, um, and uh, 
basically his first draft he just uh, kind of follows the flow follows the idea whatever it leads and then uh, he speaks about discover like when he goes back and types it up and and kind of reads through it he discovers the the bigger themes the bigger topics the arcs um and the subplots and and all that stuff so is is that the same for you that you you mm -hmm? definitely okay and um so let's jump back to the kind of the the being conscious about um the own your own voice um is that something that you have as a as a conscious concept in your head and and you approach your manuscript with that in mind or does it come or does it born out of the of the characters who are already part of of the same sensibility yeah i mean always it's not intentional it's just something like i'm writing and i'm writing these characters and um based off of who i am like i'm queer i'm also filipino american um so i'll just end up having more um queer characters because that's my life um really subconscious including these characters I because I just I really I just really want to see more people who are like me you know what I mean I really want more representation um because when I was growing up I I'd never read anything with the Filipino main character Um, and if I read anything with a queer main character, it usually ended in tragedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, really uh, wanted sorry, to have uh, that's positive. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if uh, if anyone else is experiencing issues, but I, I keep hearing Jen just kind of drifting in and out. Oh no. I, I um, kind of get the the like split second pauses. Um, I think it's because um, the distance. So there is a lag between the European server that we are connecting to and the American one oh, that she is. Right. So it's your fault, Greg. Move closer. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you know. just scooch your desk a few, you know, a couple of hundred miles west. Couple Just, of hundred yeah. miles, couple of yeah. hundred miles. Yeah, you, my friend, are an ep- like no, no, if, master if you of the understatement. Over, yeah, just just <laughs> hop over the channel, and yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and I get deported when Brexit happens. That's going to be great. <laughs> oh come on, this is the British government. That's not going to happen for another 20 years. They'll never get off their asses and sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so getting back to Jen um, <laughs> before I before I segue into another section and get accused of like you do all the time yeah um, Martin anything to ask on the topic um, you've been quiet it's, it's well you said you wanted to you know, talk more this time and you know Yeah, true enough. Yeah, uh, finally, I, 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 I get my chance to. to yeah, talk. I thought I'd throw your bone just to shut you up a bit more. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let you talk just to shut you up. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's a bit of a paradox, but that's how we roll. Anyway, um, it's kind of a, a bit of a tangent, but it's still connected. Um, so for people like me who are not ignorant, but don't always know what's going on. Um, because we're the daydreaming. Of of ignorant. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're just either too slow on the uptake or we have children and don't know what's going on 98% of the time or whatever. Um, you uh, used the term uh, queer a lot and that's been you know, brought back into um, modern day, uh, um, everyday parlance, which is great. But what's the actual definition for it now? Because that's a good, when I, that's a good question. Yeah. When I was younger, obviously it was used as a slur, um, yeah. and I'm wondering if it's like the, um, the 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 black community is taking back the N word, as Marlon Wayans would put it, um, and basically turning it into something that's positive again. Is is it something along those lines, or is it just it, does it actually have it's a specific? Reclaimed, it's a reclaimed word. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> But See, I take I, I, I take every opportunity I can to, to try and find these things out because the more I know, the less I'll cock up in conversation. Or the more you can use in writing because let's face it, we are writers, we are not um, overly good at conversations. That too. Um, but that's actually a really good point because um, especially nowadays uh, with the aforementioned... Um, awareness or 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 um, curiosity about um, all these different sensibilities um, I find that uh, while we are curious and we are more accepting and aware that people other than ourselves exist um, mm-hmm. we we don't necessarily have the um, the notion yet to to be patient and be thorough so we start throwing around words like queer and uh, and whatever else um without knowing what that is and yeah i think uh, it's tremendously important to um to get that vocabulary straightened out um yeah and And also it depends on the person as well Mm -hmm. so make sure you ask because for some yes it's still a slur and it's still hurtful um <laughs> okay yeah good to know so it really depends on the person um i like using it though it's a lot easier to because i would have to explain because not as many people are familiar with um what demisexual is so it's a lot it's- easier to say yeah i'm queer <laughs> I'll, I'll, admit, demisexual, I'll admit demisexual is is relatively new to me i have asked someone about it before but i still didn't really understand it much after that but your definition of it made a lot more sense okay good <laughs> i try to explain it in a way that it's like okay i hope people are getting it mm-hmm. well it, it made more sense to me that's for sure good, good. But this whole whole conversation actually is a great segue. So Martin, great job on that. Um, is I I was going to ask like how do you put these like uh, if you, you know if you can articulate which you know it's perfectly plausible and okay if you, if you can. But uh, 
I would think that one of the ways that you can you can kind of put all these sensibilities and perspectives into into written form is through um, using the specific vocabulary um, correct uh, used by by these communities. And one yes. of these is like and and as a narrator explain what queer is or what demisexual is and 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 all those kinds of things. So that's one of the one of the tools um and feel free to expand on on this but I, I was wondering if you had any others that uh that might be you know because again for ignorant readers like myself um when when I, you know when i'm when i'm uh reading reading a book um and i want to learn something it, yes. it helps me to to recognize the the tools so I can distill some information. Okay. Yeah, what I always do um, when I'm writing is I try and make it as clear as possible um, what someone's sexual orientation is. Mm-hmm. That the reader... So that there's no, like, they can't ignore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and also so that they understand, like, what it is. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Mar- Martin actually did that. Um, if I'm permitted to speak about that, but I was, I did what now? I I I was I was I was <laughs> I was doing a, 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 a feedback run on his uh, work in progress um, adventure thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was just like it it wasn't like a centerpiece of the scene or whatever but uh, he he was writing about uh, a gay sailor if okay. I mm. t- t- took away correctly the his husband um, line um, yes if I just yeah so th- yeah those kind of things yeah that's uh, it doesn't ha- like because uh, a lot of criticism from really ignorant people like violently mm-hmm. ignorant people is that uh, yeah you are trying to jam all these different things down our throats and oh. that, yeah yeah um like the, being clear about something um is not the same as uh push, shoving it in our faces um, right. obnoxiously obviously um so and and what like then conversely what are the kind of the the bad ways to to approach um the uh, the own voices um movement like what are the things that hurt this uh uh, uh movement or or um mission oh um hmm Because I'm sure there are lots of people who kind of try to exploit this kind of awareness and curiosity and do a butcher job of do of writing about things that they don't understand and they didn't. Yeah, that is a huge issue. <laughs> but, when... but for the yeah. reader, it's it's uh, like someone who doesn't know the writer and and don't do research or whatever one book is like the other um so how how can they make sure that they are um reading something authentic and and reading some something what are the warning signs to put this 
book back on the shelf and you know don't mm. try to judge the the culture and the this. it's hard because you can't always tell like someone might not be um open about like their sexuality um so it's hard to judge um and you don't want to out someone um and no one should have to feel like they have to come out but to support own voices where people are openly like yes we're doing this work um this is an own voices story to make sure that you're supporting those books um I mean, I would hope that people who aren't of marginalized communities would be open about the fact that they're um, not marginalized and wouldn't be trying to use um, a marginalized main character to um, like m- promote themselves. Um, one thing I know that like really bothers me is um when like a straight white guy i'm sorry um is writing about lesbians um or like lesbian women of color and you can i can tell i can tell when a straight man has written something um and is being like insensitive um i'm trying to decide if this is an attack or not (laughs) no no it's not no it's not it's just one thing that i noticed i'm like yeah like straight guy wrote this (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from some of the uh, from some of the excerpts that um, uh, other uh, other writers have shared um, on uh, on on Twitter, I, there are certain times when you can just go, "Yeah, straight guy, straight white guy wrote that." It, it, sometimes it's just glaringly obvious, and it is so painfully awful. Oh <laughs> yeah, you want, to, you want to burn your eyeballs? It's that bad. Um. Two, two things kind of uh, popped into my head is one it's kind of like reverse whitewashing mm. it's when 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 someone tries to you know a, a, a white guy tries to write as a black oh lesbian. oh okay yeah like <laughs> like you know it's, it's, like blackface yeah. 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 yeah yeah okay i get what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> and the and the and the other is that uh i don't think there's anything bad with the white guy perspective um it's just uh we have to acknowledge that it's not the only only thing and it can yes. be played on really nicely um i i make this example a lot of times um because i like his books um but uh raymond Feist, who is obviously uh, um a white guy and and of the older generation as well um so that's that's a double strike and when he he was writing the empire trilogy which uh the protagonist is a is a woman um and the teenage girl basically at the start of the of the whole story um so like he was like okay so i i never was a teenage girl so i'm going to um collaborate with a uh with a woman um, yeah. And arguably, that uh, trilogy is is the best thing he he ever published um, because it comes true that uh, um, and and they they talk about it in interviews that uh, um, 
they played off of of things that uh, because it it's a story about a woman coming to power surrounded by men who, yeah. who kind of belittle her and um, and don't take her seriously and in their relationship because he was able to write from from a guy's perspective and she mm-hmm. was able to uh, write from a from a woman's perspective it worked out really well so yeah. there is there's a use for it there's there's value in it it's just not the, oh, yeah. not the only thing um, yeah and sensitivity readers like if you're writing from marginalized perspective definitely invest in sensitivity readers because they will like pick up on things that um you know someone who's not marginalized wouldn't pick up on yeah and i feel like it's just a matter of doing your due diligence if you want to write about you know diverse communities um you really Mm -hmm. need to make sure that you're being sensitive and that you're um trying to be respectful um and not like fall back on stereotypes yeah yeah definitely um and for the love of God, you know, we spend hours and days and weeks researching how to dispose of a body and we can't <laughs> research a, a, a community, a living, breathing community. Come on. That's just lazy. Not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if I can just uh, add something there. Now, um? I don't know if this is broadly true but it, it, it's it's something that i seem to have i, I think i've uh, it's just kind of uh, i picked up on it whether it's a, something that anyone else acknowledges or not i don't know but um obviously the uh lgbtiqa plus community is it's becoming more prominent it's been around for centuries um obviously everyone knows that um and you know people are starting to learn more about it but the problem for me, if you mm-hmm. try and search, if you try and using uh, searches and search engines and Google, whatever, for um, anything that's related to uh, the gay male side of things, it probably would be pretty straightforward to, to find any kind of information. If you tried searching for gay female side of things, you somehow end up straight into porn. porn, porn, porn. Oh. <laughs> because f- from what I've seen, from what I've understood, mm-hmm. basically the whole lesbian side of things, it's just, it's become too sexualized somehow. Yeah, with the male gaze. Yes, that's an issue. Yeah. That's an issue that bothers me a lot. A lot. Yeah, and... It bothers me oh, yeah. as well because obviously it shouldn't it shouldn't automatically revert to that. Yeah, you know, um, gay women, lesbians, they they're, they're people outside of their sexuality. All of these yes. people of whatever sexuality they are are people outside exactly. of and inside of their sexuality. Yes, it's not just about whose bits join with what other bits it doesn't matter about that we just want to know what they're what just how to represent them yes i just want to know some information (laughs) i don't want to try and search for this sort of thing and then wind up in 
God knows how many bloody porn channels. It's like, I don't need this. (laughs) And it's hard to explain to your wife, too. Yes. Um, (laughs) But. No, honey, it's for research, I promise. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Uh, I'll be be moving in with my mother. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's actually a great segue because, um, like. You love your segues, don't you? You make them. I'm just <laughs> yeah, pointing but... them out. Is the is the actually the community and the one the 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 way that um, we can change this so poor Martin doesn't end up on on uh, porn sites and subsequently <laughs> the couch um, <laughs> is uh, the community and like um, in your Twitter bio, Jen, you you use the hashtag on um, uh, on voices. Do I remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on voices. Um, mm-hmm. So so the so the one thing is that when when the community and the information and the conversation um, reaches a critical mass, um, then you start finding actual valuable information. Um, and and learn about these things and you can find this so um let's talk about the community and let's talk about um how to participate in it whether or not you are of that sensibility um Mm. because just uh the same way that you travel to experience other cultures um you can participate in queer conversations and lgbtqia plus conversations or what have you because uh it exposes you to to something different so how to find uh these communities and and uh you know how to be more importantly because i'm guessing that uh, a large part of our modest audience um isn't part of this community so how can we be respectful but still take part in it and how can we be um you know not make an ass of ourselves um uh, while trying to get exposed to to something something different than than our own perspective well listen <laughs> that's the big thing that works. Uh- when you want to understand someone, you you stop talking and you sit there and you listen. And it's really that simple. Um Yeah. And Twitter has a lot of um LGBT um communities. You've just gotta look for them. Um but again, you're an ally. So you wanna make sure that um you're you're listening um and that's the best way to be respectful um and also to be supportive um like if you know someone if you know a writer who's openly queer and they're um doing own voices um or even you know like if they've just written something anything you want to make sure that you're supporting uh, marginalized voices and marginalized writers mm-hmm Absolutely, and like I, I was just thinking that I can't, uh, you know, interpret the phrase "stop talking," but that's my own um, problem, <laughs> I think. Um, 
Yeah, that, that's probably just the, the, the trauma from all the times I've been saying it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know how true it is, Jen, but um, it seems to me that uh, if, if, you're, if people are wanting to learn more about those sort of uh, communities and they're involved on Twitter, basically hashtag anything. Because oh, yeah. people, people who are in those communities, they will, they will create a hashtag for their community and just, just search for it. And you'll find out all sorts of people and information on all sorts of things. True enough. Like, not hashtag anything because I just brought up hashtag anything and it's, it's not what you think. Um, but hashtag and the term anything that you um, you you want to search for. Did that pun come across? No, my humor is not. No, that it used to be. No. Let me let me ask before um, because um, Martin is about to point it out that we are approaching the one hour mark, um, which usually signals that we let our poor guest go and you know, write better things than we ever will be. Um, um, let me ask about vampires because mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a vampire fan. I'm a Martin vampire Martin is fan. writing about vampires. I enjoy vampires um, as much as the next guy, but in your particular case, is is it uh, connected to... Is it is it kind of a focus point or, or kind of a lens through which you can express the kind of... Uh, sensibility and sensuality of uh because vampires like they can be a great vehicle for for sexuality and uh and and those kind of topics so um is is it connected to that or are you just a a, a fan as it oh. were um well i'm a fan but also I do agree that vampires are um, a good vehicle to explore um, sexuality. They're also, was it Anne Rice who said they're like the ultimate outsider? So, um, as a marginalized writer, I don't know, I've always been really drawn to writing about vampires. Um, It resonates with me, I guess, because I've always felt like a bit of an outsider myself. Um, the current novels that I've been working on, um, my main, my main, my cast are all, they're, they're for the most part queer vampires. So. <laughs> this is great. Vampires are cool. Vampires are cool. Except when you're sparkling. Um, <laughs> don't yeah, start, okay, don't, okay. don't worry. <laughs> Let's not have another 10-15 minute flaming session for Twilight. Okay, we've all, we've already burnt it once in the in the last couple of weeks. Let's just give let's just let the embers cool first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um but maybe yeah, next month. Vampires are cool and yeah, it's uh they are like it's it's not even fair how versatile vampires are. Mm. If you think about them, like they can oh. be a stand-in for almost anything, um, or so, they could be not just not a stand-in for anything and just be really cool characters. Yeah, I love. It's not them. about you, Greg. <laughs> Fine, Jennifer. 
Um, where can we find your work? Um, I don't currently have anything published. Um, I am working on a series. I recently finished the second draft of my first book in October. Um, and I started the um, sequel for NaNoWriMo. Um, so I don't have anything published at this point. Um, I do post frequently with the hashtags, um, the daily hashtags on Twitter. So you can, if you want to see what I'm writing, I do post like short pieces from my work in progresses. Um, And they are cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Jen's Twitter is Colvin um, underscore Jen, but uh, we will obviously put it in the show notes. Um, How was your NaNoWriMo? Did you win it? Um, I wasn't trying to win. Um, because I handwrite first, so it's True. impossible to count my word count. <laughs> another another argument for uh, digital handwriting, um, because then you can actually like do a word count. Um, right, I'm gonna straight have straight to get into that. that. Yeah, I it's it's Next you know time. this is not an ad, but um, if <laughs> Apple wants to sponsor us, by all means. Um, but um, I have an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil, and it's the closest thing you can get to writing with a fountain pen without actually writing with a fountain fountain pen. It's the other awesome. option you've got. If the other option you've got, if you don't want to be a corporate shill, is um, you can <laughs> handwrite before November. That is true. <sighs> I've done that before. <laughs> okay, um, Martin, now that you thoroughly insulted me and my, yes, we are. my, my church, um, that is Apple. <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear, my friend. Um, yeah, and mine's shaped like an apple, and it's awesome. It looks cool. Um, it's white. Uh, touche. <laughs> It's it's silver and it sparkles. It's cool. So it's a really bad vampire story then. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favors, Greg. I know. I I I'm I'm trying to give you the torch to either burn you with it or um, let you kind of do the outro. Um, but uh, I keep digging myself deeper into into a hole. Yeah. So, so you keep digging. I'll do now. the outro. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, um, so uh, that's been us for another week, uh, possibly another two weeks, maybe another month. I don't know. Um, life happens sometimes, as it did uh, last week. We apologize. Uh, Greg apologizes too, but he's too busy digging himself into a rut. So, um, anyway, uh, enough babbling. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, or any of us, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, all of our Twitter links will be in the show notes. Um, there is also the Writerings page itself, at Writerings. Imaginative, I know. Uh, you can also drop us a line uh, via email, which is writerings.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a voice message on Anchor. We'd love to hear from you guys. Give us suggestions, give us feedback, give us anything you like. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, rate us anywhere you can get your podcasts. Um, 
and uh, don't forget to, to to share it with your friends if you really like it or your uh, enemies if you really don't like it uh, either way everybody wins and uh, I guess it just uh, I guess that's just um, it just leaves us to say uh, thank you very much Jennifer for, com for coming on greatly appreciate having, having you here it's fine um, so yeah uh, thank you very much much everybody and i'm sure we shall see you again next time even though we will not see you but talk to you but you know <laughs> when i say hello to to people on the podcast i wait i don't know why yeah i do that too okay um yeah thank you jennifer uh it's been a delight and uh, it really has we would uh oh, thank you um, we are actually, and this is kind of a teaser, we don't know when this is going to happen or if it's going to happen in the way that we envisioned it originally. Anyway, um, we do try to um, set up some roundtable discussions around uh, these kinds of topics. Talk, talk to women, talk to marginalized uh, um, uh people um, or people from marginalized cultures and uh, communities um, and we would love to invite you back at that point oh Sweet. yes I would love to so Sweet. Uh, yes um, uh, because this is this is tremendously important um, and not in the way as um, uh, the media likes to um, present it it's uh, a lot of these communities uh, struggle for their survival and uh, or just you know um, acceptance or um, awareness and uh, and it's uh, it's critical that we um, try to try our best of our ignorant selves to to understand the more we can do to to alleviate the ignorance the better I think is what yeah. Gerg is trying to say yeah that's yeah from the whole it's it it sounds long because it's come it's coming a long way <laughs> anyway um thank it you sounds everyone because you've got too many words in it um okay bye bye, <laughs> bye everybody thank you and good night